Do you love watching sports highlights? Five Star, the world's first sports highlight rating app is here. Athletes and fans can share, view, and rate the best sports highlights between one and five stars. The app is comment-free and has athletes of all skill levels, even pros like Kylie O'Miller, Kyle Harrison, and the 2022 PLL MVP, Trevor Baptiste. Download five-star highlights to earn yours. Dr. Z at the helm for this edition of the Quintessential Lacrosse Podcast. We'll bring in Peter Milliman, head coach of Johns Hopkins, as we kind of turn the page. It's holiday season. We're headed to January. and Pretty soon, it'll be the first day of practice. Uh, coach Milliman, welcome. We uh, just found out in, in our little banter before we, we went live here that we both share a love of Ted Lasso. Uh, apparently it's going to be coming out in January. I've been like hovering every day looking for news when season three is going to be released. Why, why have you, uh, for me, I mean, I was told to watch it. I watched it and I was hooked right away. The writing, every single episode. But for you as a coach, it's got to be fascinating to watch. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. Thank you. Uh, good to be here. It's, um, it's, a really, uh, it's a really entertaining show. It's unique, but it, it, it does... I think a pretty decent job of giving you some inside, um, you know, interactions, some environment. I don't know how accurate it is to the to Premier League, but it does put you inside some locker room scenarios and talking through some tough things. And um, yeah, I think that's why it, it probably attracts a lot of people that are in the um, in education and sports, things like that. Um, but that's uh, a bit of a feel good story too. I like it. It's, it's entertaining. Yeah. No, it, it's terrific. I, I wrote a piece about it uh, recently about how lacrosse coaches can can learn from Ted Lasso and maybe incorporate four or five of the of the, the fun things that he does uh, in terms of leadership, culture, believe, being yourself, uh, mm-hmm. not taking yourself too seriously. Uh, recently, John Hopkins, you released the schedule, uh, mm-hmm. and it seemed like it was uh, a big hit. People hovering around it. Fourteen games, really difficult. Uh, by my standards, uh, it looks like it's built to do well in the RPI. You're playing teams from other conferences who are going to have good records. I mean, Jacksonville, Utah, St. Joe's, these are teams in their conferences that are going to have good records. So that should help your RPI. What was your, uh, take us through crafting it. Like what, 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 what were some of the challenges or what, what do you like about it? Sure. What stands out? Um, yeah, we started a couple, uh, a couple new, uh, relationships last year or less renewed Virginia and then initiated Georgetown last year. So keeping those in the mix, um, you know, maintaining traditional rivalries, which is really important here, uh, had an opportunity to add a couple weekends with, um, you know, really the challenge was with, uh, a lot of the ACCs, their schedule shifts so consistently that, you know, to keep, keep Virginia and Carolina, you know, we had to consider weekdays and, um, so it opened up the opportunity to get weekend games. And I think what you mentioned is, you know, some out of conference teams that, that, uh, I can anticipate are going to have a, a, a good potential of, of being in their conference championship, maybe winning an AQ, um, you know, uh, St. Joe's is 14 and four or something last year. I think, uh, Utah lost in their conference championship. I mean, all teams, I think have a chance of, uh, of being highly competitive. Delaware was a quarterfinal team, um, you know, Navy, uh, again, bringing back a traditional rivalry, I think is important here. And so, um, you know, we want to prepare our guys, uh, you know, for the long term to, to, to play in the tournament, but we also want to make sure that, you know, at Johns Hopkins, you get an opportunity to play the best teams in the country and the toughest schedule. And, and, uh, you know, I don't think anybody in the locker room would, would want it any other way. Yeah, no, it's, it's a exciting, difficult schedule. There's a couple of stints where you're playing three games in seven or eight day period. You open up at Jacksonville, February 4th. Will you just treat that like a normal road game or will you extend the trip and, and stay in some warm temps and train down there? 
we probably won't do anything uh, out of the ordinary with it. We're going to play a night game, so we'll stay over afterwards and then come back the next day. So we will be there, you know, longer than 24 hours before game time, but we're not going down midweek or anything like that. Um, uh, again, good opportunity to get down in, into a warm weather and in a good environment. I, I think they're going to, from what I hear, draw pretty well and uh, and they're excited about the game. So I think that'll be a good one to to, to start us off. Interesting. I've been following uh, Brian Kelly, your, your recently announced uh, volunteer coach. I follow him on Instagram and he's been posting all fall long workouts, uh, guys running stairs. I saw a bowling event recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like you were playing some kind of small sided games for a trophy. Uh, it yeah, it seems, yeah, it seems as if uh, there's good energy and good, uh, just good karma, good vibe uh, around some of these activities. How would you best describe the fall? Uh, I think that's a good, that's a good assessment of it right there. Um, you know, trying to get uh, a little bit different of a look at, at, at what we're doing in the fall to build um, not just the lacrosse side, but, uh, but team dynamic, team chemistry, leadership, um, you know, activities. We, you know, have been doing winter warriors here since I arrived, but, you know, coach Crawley was doing a similar version at Lehigh. So kind of smash our ideas together and get some, some new, uh, uh new plans sixes turned out to be like our our one post fall ball um you know real lacrosse competition we didn't we didn't have a full full team practice after our fall scrimmage so we did a lot of individuals um you know a lot of a lot of focus on on fundamental development and then and then sixes once a week and so we played that for a championship for a trophy with uh within our winter warriors uh competition so um i thought it's been great guys have enjoyed it last what do we Sunday was our bowling, um, like our Christmas party, you know, just wanted to have one get together before the guys started taking off for finals. So they have finals, uh, then they, yeah. you, you cut, you cut them free. When, what's the report date and when's the first day of practice? How, how do you handle the, the January, the early portion? Yeah. So it's, it's been new for me. Um, you know, eight years in the Ivy league, you don't really do anything until the last bit of January. So having the allowance here, my first year, we didn't do anything in the fall. So when we got a chance to come back, we got back, you know, basically as soon as we were allowed and, and it, it was a lot, you know, I think we jumped right into it, but we also had, you know, games against, you know, we had a game against Ohio state five weeks later and we'd never, you know, been on the same field together. So I I don't know if it was all, all that necessary, but we needed to get going and and do something last year. um, We scaled back a little bit, but still, I think we jumped into it maybe a little heavier than we needed to. So uh, we're coming back the 6th of January this year. Um, we are not practicing till the 9th, so we're going to spend a couple of days, uh, again, some team building, some activities, uh, getting off a lacrosse field, um, you know, some other, maybe we could, we finish our Winter Warriors competitions, um, you know, do some, go out to dinner, maybe go bowling again, maybe paintball. We're trying to get to top golf, but it's going to be cold in the winter, so we'll see. Is, is, uh, is January still J-term at Hopkins? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so academics for the second semester don't start till early February? 23rd of, uh, of, of January. January. So we can technically start like the first, I think the third of January, we can go like three weeks. So we're not, we're not going to jump in that first week. So we'll, we'll let them extend their break for a few more days and then, and then really just kind of come here and have a, a, a team retreat weekend before we, before we get started. Fed up with the same old generic lacrosse clothing? Check out Hobo Lax, the new up-and-coming lacrosse streetwear company, making even the dustiest of players look drippier than a chocolate sundae. Visit www.hobolax.com and use code QUINT to get 15% off your first purchase. That's Hobo Lax, H-O 
B-O-L-A-X.com and the code QUINT, Q-U-I-N-T, all caps, for 15% off your first purchase. I got to ask you, you mentioned John Crawley. Uh, bumped into him this summer covering the PLL. Really impressed with everything. What, what, what have you seen from him in, in his first three months as your new OC? Oh, I mean, he's he's so, you know, well thought out and, and prepared and, and hard worker and, and, you know, kind of gets it at the core value, you know, really is, is, is determined to have strong relationships with everybody and, and works hard on those things. Um, you know, kind of a typical young coach, he shows up with like an encyclopedia of offense and, and, you know, as, as an answer on, on so many different things. And I think he's still, uh, you know, gonna, gonna really, you know, get comfortable and find his groove and things like that. But he was shot out of a cannon when he got here and he's got a ton of, uh, of energy on that side of the ball. They're, they're playing, um, uh, you know, emotion they're, they're, they're moving. It's, it's a lot, uh, it's, it's been looking good, you know, without really giving it any comparison, it's been looking good. And, you know, we do have a lot of guys who've been playing for a couple of years together now. So, um, you know, that group, you know, coming together has been really exciting. You mentioned an encyclopedia of knowledge. Uh, you know, with the passing of Mike Leach, I, I, I used to joke with him that, that his, his play sheet looked like a, cop t- a cocktail napkin. And in reality, it was a two-sided eight-and-a-half, uh, you know, a, a full play sheet on an eight-and-a-half by 11 that he would fold in the quarters. And just and, – and, and so he had – and so it looked like this little small thing. And I said, Coach, you know, how do, how do you get by with that? And he and was always like, Quinn, if, if I need to look at my call sheet, that we've, we've got problems. <laughs> uh, he was he was a big believer in boiling it down uh, yeah. you know to, to, there were five or six plays that he knew they were going to need that's where they spent the majority of their playing time yeah uh, you know, I think we'll get there I, I I do I do think we've you know for all that that, that you know I was referencing it maybe I was kind of bringing back to like the interview process where you know we were kind of going through everything and yeah uh, you know now when they're on the field it's 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 pretty basic. It's, it's very similar to what I was, uh, I was doing a few years back, um, in Ithaca and, and it's why I really was so excited about it. It's a different way of, of getting there. It's, you know, some different language some different motions some different, you know, uh, roles and responsibilities, but the end goal, I felt very, uh, very, um, excited about. And so that's what I was really, uh, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't really stuck my nose in there much at all. I'm kind of watching and, and, and gathering it as we go. So in settled sets, this will resemble more of what we saw from Cornell in, let's say, uh, what, I would eight, probably say it's a little bit 19. Uh, it may look a little bit similar, but it's not. I, I would, you know, it's uh, I don't want to give it too specific of a reference, but it's uh, it's it's a it's a lot of motion with less position orientation than I used to use in the past. And gotcha. um, so guys kind of move and travel around and, and do a lot of different things. So um, it, it's, and, it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. Uh, personnel wise, uh, there's some new faces who, who have caught the attention of folks. I, I didn't get a chance to see you guys play this, this fall. There's, uh, four guys I want to ask you about Russell Melendez, mm. a transfer from, uh, Marquette. I believe he played at Spalding, mm-hmm. uh, pretty tall, looked like a good athlete in high school, volleyball player. Uh, what have you seen from him? I, I'm, I'm guessing at, at the attack position. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, you know, who knows long-term, but, but he's kind of settled in with the group there and, um, you know, pretty dynamic with the ball in his stick. He's got the ability to to get by guys. He's a good size, you know, I don't know, six one, two hundred and five pounds. I mean, he's he's a good size kid and and moves really well. Uh, you know, I know they were really excited about him at uh at Marquette. He, you know, he got nicked up a couple of times, but you know, the conversations with those guys before the transfer, they 
they really thought he was a great kid, great worker. And, and I've been like, uh, really, really excited, really impressed with him since he's been here. He's got a good demeanor. Guys like him, um, you know, he plays the right way. He's got the ability to do things that really, really can help us. So um, it's been a bit of uh, just an adjustment to get used to what we're doing. But since he's new and, and so is the offensive coordinator, it doesn't really put him that far behind. In some of the Instagram highlights, Matt Collison, big kid, freshman, 6'4", mm-hmm. two, two, 220, has kind of jumped off the screen yeah. at you. What, what, what's, what has he brought? It, it, he's listed as an attackman. Is he more likely to see time at uh, it, he plays it, offense. As a positionless midfield? Yeah, positionless. yeah, he plays offense. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, I've watched him play a ton of box and 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 handful of field, not not as much probably, but uh, he's got the ability as a Dodger. He gets shots off. He has a really really uh, strong handle uh, with the ball in his stick, and um, you know he, he plays hard. So I think we need to get him across the the freshman threshold because he's you know he's he's definitely got the ability to um, you know to make plays, uh, but he's he's still young and he's got to catch up to the, to the speed and, and uh, you know, the intensity of what we're doing. I don't think it's uh, going to take him forever, um, but uh, he's, he's been doing well. Sometimes he, he, he steps into a, uh, an opportunity and, and, you know, he blasts one right by a defenseman. And and then sometimes he's, you know, he hesitates for half a second. We just got to work through those things. I caught some of a uh, Colton Marquis last summer uh, for the uh, world championships in, in Ireland. I saw one of his, early games in, in the round where he was, he was dynamic. He was flashy. He was, it was unbelievable. I actually, it was so good that I went back and, you know, called up a lot of his high school highlights where he was a, you know, swashbuckling goal scorer and playmaker. He was a little quiet in the game that we broadcast the next day, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly I was impressed with his hands and his eyes and his feet. Uh, how, how has he fit in with the group? Uh, he's doing well. He's, I mean, similar is that he's a he's a freshman who's you know got to adjust to this this level and this you know the the physicality of all the defensemen I think he got a great experience uh in Ireland um you know he's got more ability uh to initiate and to create than he kind of gives off I think sometimes he settles into an off ball into a finisher and 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 he kind of waits for his his chances which is fine because you can use him there and he's and he's you know about as as is capable with the ball in his stick in front of the net as I've seen um, but you know, we have to drive him to, uh, you know, to, to, to be tougher when he, when he has it in his stick to find some space to initiate when he has to. And, um, you know, he's, he's again, somebody kind of oddly enough, he and Russell, uh, Melendez have, have kind of generated a pretty good friendship. Like they have a similar demeanor. They're both kind of quiet kids. They're, you know, they're not, you know, kind of pounding their chest and calling their own numbers, so to speak. They just kind of let the game play, but, but, you know, fill in really well. And so, uh, I, I think Colton's got a bright future. I think he's, He's going to be uh, uh, he's going to be pushing that lineup uh, probably pretty quickly. Uh, Georgetown transfer Alex Mazzone, probably the, the biggest acquisition in terms of him getting a degree down in D.C. and then continuing his studies at Hopkins where, where he gets to play. Now, this guy's a proven commodity. Uh, you, you know, you could probably play him off the wings. You could play him close if you had to. Uh, but I'm thinking he's going to be more impactful in the middle of the field. Uh, how did you get him? And, and, and what's he shown? Uh, I have a, a kind of a unique connection with, uh, with Alex, his oldest brother, Kenny uh, was on the team at Siena when I was there a billion years ago. And so I knew him and got to know the dad and uh, really went after Alex um, when he was in high school at Ward Melville and, and tried to get him up in, uh, in Ithaca. Didn't, didn't, um, didn't get him, came to Georgetown. But when it came around the second time, I was, 
uh, you know, jumping all over it, but uh, just a fantastic kid to bring into the, into the mix. He had a great career uh, at, at Georgetown looking for a grad degree, um, you know, serious about his studies, serious about his, you know, good work ethic, just the, the, the whole, the whole package. I think he's, you know, he's going to be most effective uh, on the field is, is, is where we want him. So. So uh, in terms of established parts, I got uh, Degnan, Garrett Degnan, who's now a senior, fifth year. Fifth he's a fifth year. Yeah, he's, he's a fifth year lefty. Couldn't play attack, can play midfield, really wherever you want him to. He's, mm-hmm. he's improved his mobility and his feet um, dramatically from year one. Pesco comes back. Brendan Grimes comes back. Casey McDermott comes back. Jacob Angelus comes back. Like th- th- those are, that's correct, yeah. right? Yes. Those, uh, yeah, no doubt. A couple those, of the those, other guys didn't play as much. Stu Phillips and Dylan Bauer um, were really good this fall. They were both playing on the first line this fall. Uh, Casey McDermott, Peshko were out a little bit, so those guys played a bit more. Um, Jack Hawley has been mostly a uh, a wing guy, but he's been taking more offensive shifts and, and kind of filling in there, so he's very capable. Um, Cam Shabet healthy and, and in the mix, and then Brooks English is the other freshman that's uh, been really good. So the, the significant losses on offense are DeSimone, Joey Epstein, Jack Keogh. And Jack Keogh, yeah. And so th- those three guys are the ones that, that really have to be replaced. Defensively, mm-hmm. it's just McManus, uh, Owen taking a great job up in New York. Yeah. Jack Wine. Um, yeah. Uh, and and, and do you feel capable? Uh, uh, Jojo Todaro was a guy that didn't see the field much last year. I know he came in from Long Island from Ephraim, uh, pretty yeah, highly, highly recruited. Yeah, he had a, a foot um, that he broke last year, and that really slowed him down. Um, you know, he's kind of like redoing his his first year here. You know, you have a freshman year, and you really don't get to to practice until maybe the end of the year or something like that. It, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't really uh, you know allow you to to kind of build and, and and gain that experience. But um, uh, yeah, replacing I mean, Scott, those Scott guys, Smith's going to be the anchor down low. I'm, I'm guessing Scott Smith and and Bozuluk, yeah, both and of those Bo, yeah. Uh, Scott, I, Smith, I so. Scott Smith's a, a highly underrated player, I believe. I, I have a hard time not seeing him as one of the top cover guys. Um, you know, he just, he's, he's big and physical and fast and, uh, and he's tough. And, and, you know, I think probably his recognition was, was, was paralleled with our on field yeah. overall success. I think if we were a, a stronger team at the end of the day, uh, he's going to get more notice because he's just a, he's a really, really tough kid. So I like yeah. him a lot. And with your schedule now, he's going to be covering people like covering everybody, yeah. Connor Schellenberger, uh, Spillina, Xavier Arline, the guys at Delaware, like, you know, mm-hmm. you name it. Um, Haley at Georgetown, Georgetown, yep. Georgetown, like, you know, so he's going to have every opportunity individually. Mm-hmm. Uh, the goaltending position, it's like, uh, I, I, you know, I met Gib Versfeld la- last year. What a great kid. And then a week great. later, I bumped into his parents at a hotel. They are the nicest folks. I couldn't help but rooting for him and 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 hope he's happy. Uh, you know, getting getting he's his great. graduate graduate great. degree. What a great kid! Going to get an MBA. Uh, just you know, he started the national championship game four years ago at, at Amherst, and and when we got a chance to to recruit him, I mean, everybody that I talked to was was raving about him, and and I remember him from way back in 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 high school recruiting. But yeah, he's. Um, He's great. He's, he's been, you know, consistent. He's got size um, experience. He works really hard uh, on, on developing the game. He loves coaching. You know, he's really active at, you know, different, different events. He's, he's always, I, I don't even catch up to it. He's all, all over the place. I did an event a couple of weeks ago and he was there. 
And I was like, well, I didn't know you're going to be here. He's like, hey, they had an opening. They called me. I was excited to get out there and just, you know, works with goalies. He does all of our camps. He loves it. Yeah, impressive young man. So the goalie position, what, you got four or five right now? You got four right now. Um, uh, Timmy, the one with the most experience, Timmy Marcel, um, he had a great fall. Uh, excited to see him. Um, Gib, consistent as always. Jack Webb, kind of taking that next step from freshman year uh, and starting to get a little bit more uh, maturity in the net, a little more, uh, you know, composure and experience. And then Luke Cracciolo was a starter at Bryant and, uh, and he, he didn't get uh, much live game action this fall. He had a, an off season, um, just kind of a quick repair uh, over the summer. So we just were really, really conservative with him. So um, highly competitive, not, not really sure how it's going to shake out. Um, but I thought those guys as a group did really well this fall. I feel culture-wise and team-wise, roster-wise, that maybe things have finally turned the corner uh, in terms of this being your team. You know, you, you take over. There's a pandemic. Uh, it, it just, to me, it's it's been it's been tough uh, coming in after Coach Petromala, who was there for 20 years and you know is a legend, obviously. But it hasn't been easy for you to stamp this program. I think finally, when I look at this roster, I look at the schedule, I look at uh, the, your coaching staff now. I think you guys are, I just get a general sense that you're in a much more comfortable spot to actually start playing Peter Milliman like lacrosse. Yeah, I'm really just excited about playing Blue Jay lacrosse, to be honest with you, but I, I appreciate that. Uh, it does, it has taken a while to, to, to get, um, you know, comfortable with a lot of things. There's been so many challenges and so many new things and, you know, stuff that's off the map you'd never had to deal with before. So, um, you know, no excuses. That's part of the process. That's part of the experience. You know, you, you, you got to find a way to navigate through those things, but um, you know, this, this definitely uh, has felt like it's a, a, a bit, uh, a bit better of a, of a fall than we had last year. Not, not for any specific reason. And the guys just, uh, you know, maybe getting a little more comfortable with each other and knowing the system, knowing what we're doing. Um, we're trying to focus as much as we can on, on, you know, our team development, team chemistry, um, you know, working on, uh, you know, prioritizing our, our, our academics, prioritizing our community engagement, you know, being better students uh, around here and community members, you know, going, attending other games or so. I mean, it's crazy how successful the, the, the other teams were this fall. There was like four teams in the final in the, in the elite eight or something like that, you know, or women's soccer won the national championship undefeated men's was in the, uh, I think final four or uh, field hockey lost the national championship, just, just wildly successful teams. And, you know, guys needing to understand that, that, you know, we're a part of this department. Let's, let's engage and let's spend some time. Let's be supportive. We had pizza party up here for a football game with some of the other fall sports and, um, you know, just, just in, engaging and being student athletes at Johns Hopkins, I think is a really, really important experience. When I was, uh, I think a sophomore and a junior, I ball boyed the soccer games, which were, which were coached by uh, coach Tierney at the time <laughs> was our defense, one of our defensive coordinators. He was a head men's soccer coach. And once a week I do it, they pay me 20 bucks. So I would go on the far side and you'd run, honestly, you'd run back and forth the entire game. So a nice little workout mm -hmm. and they'd give you 20 bucks when the game was done. Uh, but some of those nights, man, some of those nights in, in October and November out there, windy, cold. Uh, but, but you did grow for me. It was, it was growing an appreciation of the other athletes at school yeah. and seeing that, Hey, these guys are really good. These guys, yeah. these guys are good. And, and with that, like you mentioned, the holistic approach, community service, academics, mm -hmm. uh, do you feel like you've got holistic support on, in campus from the mm -hmm. top down, from the, from the president, from the re, you know, registrar, from admissions, from is, is this a, a team that's, that's moving towards you know, being a championship ball club? Yeah, I have no doubt. Um, you know, we certainly 
are presented with challenges that maybe some of the other teams in our conferences aren't, uh, you know, and, and that, but that's what you embrace when you're here. You know, that's something that, that, that you expect when you get here and, and, uh, and you have to want it. You have to want things to be, to be challenging, to know that we're, uh, we're going to develop, we're going to get the best out of ourselves, find our best version. Um, you know, we have to be tested. We have to want that. Um, there, there is all, like I said, there's always going to be some, some, some difficulties, you know, managing this or that, you know, but even just the, the, the reference we were just talking about with the other teams, like you gain an appreciation for some of those other student athletes, like watching a volleyball team go to national championship. Like there's like, like 10 engineers on that team or something. You know what I mean? Like that's a, it's a, it's a, it's a different environment than I think most teams are are in having, uh, you know, that type of, of, of workload and expectation off the field. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, um, you know, having regular conversations with our administration, with the with the president, you know, I I I I could not feel like uh, there's more support and people behind us. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't I don't try and make a stir about every little thing that you know because we don't get what we want. I just you know want our guys to understand that we have a special opportunity here. This is an incredible uh, you know place and program to be a part of, and and embrace those. And and you know, there's never going to be a crutch with it. You know. So I took my recruiting trip. Zim had me in January of my senior year. Okay, think about that. And I was like one of the early decision guys. January of my senior year. January is early, yeah. January, yeah. In in Mm -hmm. the middle of my wrestling season. And I remember he gave me the tour of the athletic center. And we got to the weight room and and he whipped out all these keys and he he couldn't find the key to the weight room. And so he didn't show me the weight room. Well, years later, I realized that, that was <laughs> he didn't show it to total you. On BS, total <laughs> BS. He didn't want to show me the weight room. But at the end of the day, yeah. like, I don't think you go to lacrosse to play lacrosse at Johns Hopkins for, for the bells and the whistles. It was right. you go there to play because of the people. Yeah. And and, and that was just I, I realized that, you know, he he pulled the smoke over, <laughs> over my eyes. That's but it, it's the people. It's and, yeah. When I meet folks, coach, it's always like, oh, you played lacrosse at Johns Hopkins? Did you win a national championship? Mm-hmm. They always, they consistently ask me that. It, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. And then, and then the last thing, you know, I tell young guys, like, if you're not comfortable being uncomfortable academically, Johns Hopkins is not the place for you. You're going to be yeah. pushed. You're going to be strained. You're going to be stressed. And if, if that's, if you're not into that, then, then mm-hmm. like, you're not, you're not going to survive that. And I've, benefited you can tell your guys it's like those struggles they that's that's the learning experience like 20 years later when you're dealing with projects or a schedule that has you going to la hawaii orlando and dallas in four days like like though though you go back to those struggles those, mm-hmm. those struggles give you strength and, and yeah. i think that's the value academically yeah. yeah it's the experience it's not just the material it's it's yeah. being a it's being in an environment where it's highly competitive everywhere where your your expectations are high and everything you do it's you know, it, it's a challenge. You know, I, I have to articulate that with, with commits as soon as they, you know, they make a decision, like, you know, people now are going to expect everything out of you. They're going to expect you to be the best lacrosse player on the team, the best lacrosse player on the field when you're competing against them, the smartest kid in the class, the highest achiever, like, you know, that's not your responsibility. Your job is just to do your best, but that's what comes with this. You know, everybody you talk to is that did you win a national championship. I mean, that's, 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 that's a lot of the same expectation we've been getting here. Um, the last couple of years, I know it's, it's, it's part of what guys sign up for. You know, you want to play in, uh, you know, the toughest arena in the country and in the, in the world. It's the greatest legacy in our sports history. So, um, you know, uh, I think the appreciation for that has to be sincere. It's it's important to get uh, touch points with with alums, guys who have experience. We had, you know, Del Dressel came to dinner and uh, Mike Federico come out to practice and, and just guys that, that have a vast, uh, you know, wealth of, of knowledge and success that can kind of share that perspective with you.
Yeah, you, you mentioned the academic competitiveness. I remember my first class, American history on the lower quad, walk into places packed, teacher asks a question early in class, every single hand goes up. Every, <laughs> and that's what I'm saying, like, okay, mm. okay, here we, you know, it was one of those moments where, you know, you're, 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 not, you're, not, in a, you're not in Kansas anymore. Uh, that's different. Much of the class had already done the reading list over the summer. I was like, reading list? What reading list? <laughs> oh, we've read this book already. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, so to be in that, are also spending no, twenty great. hours a week doing other things. You know, like yeah. they 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 are going to be competitive. They're going to push themselves. But you know, as you mentioned, there's nothing. There's there's no gimmies here. You know, it's nothing easy. If you don't want to work, you don't you don't fit. Last thing, uh, your universe now with the young family around the holidays must be uh, complete insanity. It's been intense this past fall. You know, I, my my son was born August second, and we had about three weeks to prepare for uh you know the the coming back to school our guys arriving on campus starting workouts and practices classes and the recruiting uh initiation all through the fall with with you know the challenges of 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 little sleep so three kids under four and a half and uh it's been a zoo but i'm excited for the holidays excited to uh you know turn it off for a little bit and just spend some time and watch them watch them go nuts with three kids all under four and a half so you'll you'll be at you'll be sending them to school and three or four years and get your mm -hmm. life back. But for now, that's yeah. That's, right uh, now, it's intense. That's a lot. <laughs> it's that intense. Yeah. Yeah. The little guy just turned four months old. So uh, he's, he's been keeping us busy. Not, not the best sleeper, but uh, you know, can't pick them all. Well, good. Happy holidays. Best to the thank Jays. Uh, thank you to, to Ernie uh, who, uh, who helped uh, coordinate this and, and uh, hope to see you maybe in January. I'll swing out to a practice before the games get started. Feb Great. four at Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. Looking forward to it. Denver scrimmage uh, the week before that too. So Denver scrimmage the week before that. So mm -hmm. Jacksonville, uh, beautiful stadium. Hopefully it'll be warm. Uh, there's a chance I can, might even be able to go to that game. Better be. Galloway promised it would be warm, so it, it better be. Good. Well, thank you, Coach. Appreciate your time. All right. Be Take well. Care. See ya. Take care.